0: Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. All right, all right, all right. We are live, kind of. Me and Andrew are live, at least. We're live for our next podcast episode. Um, I've got, I'm really excited about this one, I've got our lead Thrive coach, Andrew Laurie with me today. And he's actually going to be like interviewing me um, questions that other guys have asked him that are in our Thrive program, guys that he's come across in the journey. And if y'all don't know, Andrew was one of our very first clients back in the day and continued on his journey with us, worked with me for over a year and is now on staff as a coach. So It's this. these are always fun because he's one of the few people in the program and or in Empowered Man in general that actually know me the most. Uh, So it's it's always cool when you can have people like that talking to you. So thank you for joining me.
1: Of course, man. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to these guys to get to know you on the deeper level, not as deep as I know you, but to be honest, just the man that truly you are and what we're doing here. Um, Because obviously I bought into the mission and the mission is so much greater than just what we're doing, like what people see. And that's yeah. what I want these guys to see.
0: Yeah, it's funny because when you're in marketing, people just make assumptions and judgments immediately. They see my video, they see my ad, they listen to my podcast. And your your projection of your own shit comes to forefront like whatever you view about money, whatever you view about coaches or therapists will be projected onto me. And I don't take that personally, but I think some of the time it's because they don't understand or don't know who we are. And so you made a very valid point. It's like, you know what, let's let guys get to know you a little bit more and the vision of empowered man understanding you. So I have no idea what the questions are other than that. So we're going to, we're going to take this and see how well we go. I love answering questions when I don't know what's coming. Um, I think that just makes it fun. So let's go.
1: All right, man. So
0: honestly, the first question What's the mission
1: of empowered man? Right? We hear, we see the ads, but what's the overall mission of what you and we are trying to get out of men and where's it going?
0: So to understand, I'll start high level and go to it's really to create a community of thriving modern men, right? So that's our our sort of our mission statement. But to understand that, you have to understand what I mean by that. And what I mean by thriving modern men, I mean men who are kicking ass in every area of life. Because we meet men all the time that are very one-dimensional or two-dimensional, meaning they're doing well maybe in work, they're crushing it at home at work, but they suck at home. Or, Or maybe they're doing well as a dad and they suck at their job, meaning they're not making money, they're not providing for their family. Or they're a good husband and they're not providing for their family or, or they're a good man at home. They're not cheating. They're faithful, They're loyal, but yet they don't actually know how to show up with her in all of their strengths. So I, I wanted to create something where men could be developed from a healthy perspective without the toxic masculinity bullshit, where we could say, Hey, just because you're not a tough macho guy, doesn't mean you can't feel empowered. Like you don't have to you know, be able to bench press 300 pounds and smoke cigars and drink bourbon until you puke, like we do sometimes. <laughs> but, but you can, you can be a man who's, who's strong when he's talking to his wife and he can stand in her anger without getting offended. He can look at himself in the mirror and be okay with who he is because he is developing, he is thriving in every aspect of life.
1: Awesome. So we talk about the five dimensions, right? And that's something that we're going to be going to here. Uh, you just said the one dimension, two dimension. Mark, do you live the five dimensions every single day? And how are you working towards living them
0: higher? Um, I failed them just about every day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that there's a way to master being perfect. What I'd rather do is master the process. And I think that's the difference, right, is is that many men will go, well, I suck at making money. And so they just sit on the sidelines, never actually making money for their family or they suck at being a husband or they suck at being a dad. And they just, you know, hide in the corner and just say, well, I'm not a really good dad. I didn't have a good dad growing up. Neither did I. My dad died of cancer at 15 years old. And he was an, he was emotionally abusive towards me, and it took me years of therapy and coaching and stuff to get through the shit that I lived through, um, not having that really strong father relationship. But I'm a good dad to my kids because I worked on me and I did the inner work in the in the in the hard part. Um, so that's why. I mean, it, you know, you can't you can't survive in this world without doing the work. And many guys are just trying to survive. And I was like, fuck that. Let's just thrive. Like, forget about survival. Like, forget about like worrying about COVID and all these things taking you out. You're going to die at some point. You might as well live. And not men, not many men truly actually live and are full of life. Um, There's a saying that it's, it's really about not looking for a purpose, but looking for what makes you come alive and go do that. That's what the world needs. I can't remember who actually quoted it. It's a philosopher of some sort. The world needs more men who have come alive. And that's my mission.
1: Right. So fulfillment, right? Feeling fulfilled, not necessarily just getting those trophies, making those checkboxes, really feeling fulfilled within and wanting to do the work to fulfill yourself day in and day out and take care of yourself to become the external leader that we want
0: to become. Yeah, and I would say it goes beyond inner fulfillment and goes to external fulfillment, where where your mission then becomes about fulfilling other people, serving your wife and your kids, serving your community, serving in business, uh, because there's no greater fulfillment than actually giving. You know, you give, but if you're giving always just to receive. Then it's backwards. You've got it backwards. You're you're trying to give to get and it becomes a problem. Now I'm not saying that we shouldn't have a, re- a reaction or, you know, if I invest something, there should be some sort of return. But there's something nice about, and this is why people are philanthropists, or this is why people go down and feed the homeless or or do different things because they've realized that if I can do something that's bigger than me. I'm now living a life. So fulfillment, there's a self-fulfillment. Actually, you know, what we call self-actualization in psychology, which comes from this idea, like you were talking about, where I'm doing the things that make me come alive. That's self-actualization. But then there's this other part that's an external piece that a lot of men are missing as well. And and right. that's why they're they're so focused on the self-fulfillment, self-actualization bullshit that they're killing it at work because that's fulfilling to them. But because they feel inept at home. They're crumbling at home and they're no longer the CEOs of their life or their wife. Right.
1: Right. Uh, I hear you hundred percent. Smart guy once told me or asked me a question. Are you living to do or doing to live? Mm. Um, for you guys, that's the guy I'm facing right now. Mark Santiago on one of our coaching calls. <laughs> You're doing it. Um, And knowing Mark, you probably forgot it. I did. not write it down because he always forgets to write stuff down as we're talking, guys. Yeah. But But that resonated with me so much. And I think that resonates with all our guys because I brought it up over time because you and I thought thoroughly through that philosophy. And that's exactly what you're talking about right there. So, you know, that's why we get fulfillment from coaching others. Yeah. You know, obviously we've, we feel good about ourselves, but we're also giving in. We're, we're not only helping the men, we're helping families. And that's something that, you know, you hit on a lot with us uh, as a coaching and within our client base. And I think more people need to know that. The reason we go after the men is because as we give the men the empowerment, we are also changing the family dynamic at home and hopefully making it a better place to
0: live. Totally. I I mean, that I think is where it's really rooted for me because I grew up broken family, grew up product of divorce. Both my parents combined had 10 divorces or, or, or were married 10 times, excuse me. Pretty much the ninth or tenth would have been a divorce, but he passed away. So, <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's and it's like it's crazy to even say that or think that, but that is the reality of my childhood of you know parents being broken multiple times over and over and over again and trying to find themselves. And they're the product of their environment. They're the product of the sexual revolution. They're the product of all these things in the sixties and seventies that created some of that. And there's been a breakdown of society, of family in our society. And we don't have that. And seeing it play out in my own first marriage, it was like, this, this has to stop and and not even just the divorce side of it, but like where men just don't show up fully. Cause here's the thing is like, I, I am not a believer in divorce in the sense that it answers everything. I use it. I believe it as a tool that is necessary in certain circumstances and situations where there is a lack of repentance or changing of the mind on one or both parties. And that means that when one has committed some sort of sexual morality or adultery or whatever, and there's the option or opportunity to either come back together or not, the divorce is the last option. But at the same time, there's this thing that there's so many men that are staying married and think they're in a happy marriage. When in reality, they're just living in avoidance marriage where they're not actually in themselves. They're not alive. And when you have a man that's dead inside, he's just going through the motions. He's what getting up the same time. Every morning he's backing out of his garage. He's going to work. He's doing the same thing over and over again. And then all of a sudden life smacks him in the face with his wife saying, I don't love you anymore, We're bo- I'm bored, or you find out she's cheating on you, or whatever the heck is happening. And you're faced with this idea and opportunity of, I can either crawl in a hole and die, or I can wake the fuck up and get a return on investment of my tears.
1: Right. Man, vision of the choir. And obviously, one of the biggest things, right? You, you said it right there, is you had a divorce, right? You've, you've lived this. Yeah. And I think that. I don't think I know that gives us a differing kind of brand than a lot of these other ones. So, you know, thinking about your divorce and what happened in your divorce, do you wish you had a program like this to help you out?
0: I mean, the program was created in the midst of my divorce. You right. know, it, it, the, the exercises, the things that I take guys through now are the very things that I was creating for myself and getting from therapists and coaches. And I just put it together and said, this is what men need when they've been slapped in the face. And then as we developed it more, this is what's cool, is that the principles and the ideas and the things that we taught, we started to see the effect on the man in all these different aspects of his life. And so you know, originally we were almost like crisis intervention. We're like getting guys that are like in the midst of this battle. And now we're starting to get guys before they get to crisis, because that's the thing, especially if you're listening to this podcast right now, you may not be in crisis, but you may be headed towards crisis and you know it and you're waiting and you're procrastinating. You're not doing shit about it. And eventually you will be in crisis. You will either be in crisis or you will fix your shit, own your shit and have the marriage you want to have but we don't preach like, Oh, have this the most amazing marriage because we know that marriage takes two people. And as a man, you can lead that and you can offer solutions and and show up in fullness and lead and give boundaries and all those things. But the other person, the wife in the situation has to also meet you there. And if she's not willing to, then that's the problem. And that was, that was my situation. I started to grow the fuck up. I started to set boundaries. I started to communicate. And unfortunately in my situation, it was beyond repair. And so I was the one who filed for divorce. I I chose it knowing what I was getting into. Um, it was a prayerful consideration, a thoughtful consideration, whatever you want to call it, for months and months and months to where I finally felt like there was no going back. And right. I made that choice. And it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. But honestly, it was probably the best thing I could have ever done for myself.
1: Yeah. I mean, as you speak there, you know, you're saying a lot of things and leading a marriage, that's another great way to go, right? You know, you hear some of these people out there like, Hey, puff your chest, show up like this, show up like that. Right. And this red pill stuff. Yeah. What does leading the marriage, what's the definition for you of what leading a marriage is?
0: I think it's, I think the first thing is presence is being present when you're with your wife, being present when you're with your kids. And when you lack that being open to correction. Right. Your wife knows if you're present or not. She will tell you you're not present. And when that happens, because we all struggle with it, we got these little things that our you know, that we scroll on all day and they're addicting. And if and if this is constantly in your hand, you have to be open to that correction of saying, hey, you're fucking up here, buddy. You're 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 not present. So presence is number one. Number two, showing up in your energy where you actually give a fuck. Right. Even about the things you don't want to do necessarily. But where you actually make it a priority, where you make the family a priority, like women are very um, innate, they're intuitive, and they're very family oriented most I'm not, you know, it's a generalization, but for the most part, they're way more nurturing and all that than men are. And so men have to like find this balance of we're these big, strong, tough, macho guys, we go to work, we twist wrenches, we do this kind of things, or like me, we just sit behind a keyboard or do, you know, these types of talks. And, and so maybe my hands don't earn as calloused as, as the next guy, but whatever it is that we do, we're more work oriented, whereas women tend to be more home or, you know, and I don't want to come off like they're domesticated and they just have to be this way, but meaning they're more nurturing and and family oriented than men. And so with that, and they may, especially if you've got a two income home where the wife is working and the man is working, you both have to work together towards being present, showing up, not fighting, not arguing, listening, hearing all those things, and then Uh, discussing, right? So that's why we talk about setting the narrative and power triangles and power statements, teaching guys how to communicate in these situations. 90% of the arguments that we hear about could have easily, easily been destroyed had they had just the basic principles we teach in the Thrive program or Revive. Um, It's a very simple concept, but most men's pride egos get in the way because they're like, oh, I got to be right. I got to be this. And they care less about showing up as a man and more about showing up in their fake false self that false fig leaf self, where they're hiding their dicks behind a fig leaf. And, and that's their true identity. Gosh, if that gets exposed, I'm a small dick man. And that's basically what it is. So many men are just small dick men in their, in their lives where they don't feel strong. And so the only time they feel strong is when they get fucking Viagra or an erection. And that's not your real strength. Your real strength comes right. from internally, the emotional side of you that you get in touch with and you understand. And when you can do that and show up in your fullness and your energy, that's how you lead a marriage.
1: So it's not one partner is more important than another. It's nothing to do with that, right? Yeah. And I think that's a angry connotation that's been happening within this masculinity movement and some of that stuff where, you know, leading a marriage is this, and that's what's portrayed out there, right? Like if you're a man and you come in this way, a leading is taking charge and doing that. No, it's showing up within yourself, being open to reception to the other people's Perspectives, thoughts, processes, and becoming a partnership. It's leading that communication. It's setting that mirror that we talk about, right? And that's uh, obviously Misty talks about that quite a bit with you know the therapist communication. So, you know, if we now transition from that, right, the leader and all this, what was Mark Santiago's biggest failure to date?
0: My biggest failure was not owning my shit earlier on in my marriage and, and really valuing who I am. So meaning that I was either hitting the, what we call the she button, she did this, she did this, she did this, or I was owning everything in an unhealthy way. And, and that left me in this sort of bipolar vortex of I'm either blaming her for everything or I'm taking responsibility for everything. And I mostly took responsibility for everything. The only times I blamed her for everything was when I finally responded or lashed out in an unhealthy way. And so instead of owning it in a healthy way, I would I would use the weak statements and you're doing this and always and never and, and everything like that. So I would say, you know, I did not totally own those things. And I would also say one of my biggest, I wouldn't say a failure, but really starting this journey, I wish I would have found a lot of the things that I teach now earlier I wish that I would have um, really understood boundaries and understood communication. I really wish I would have done the work earlier, if that makes sense, because I didn't really start doing the work until the shit started hitting the fan. Right. And that's what happens, right? That's why we attract guys onto our podcasts or are watching their videos and things like that is because like the shit hit the fan. And now they're like, now what, what do I do? What do I do? And, and with men, it's almost like they're not willing to do anything. They don't budge until the shit hits the fan. They're not willing to do the maintenance, do the oil change every 30,000 miles of showing up with their wife and going, Hey, let's get out of town for the weekend and let's work on our communication. Let's talk through some things. They're not willing to, as soon as a fight or as soon as something happens to go back and go, let's make amends through this. Let's clear the air of this because it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. So many guys think it's like nothing, nothing, nothing and all of a sudden, boom. And it's never that it's, nothing, 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 boom. It's always a buildup and you weren't paying attention. You got caught flat footed because you were so worried about you and your career or, or you and what your self-actualization is. And you stopped looking at her. Um, it, you know, she, she became your happiness. And as long as she was happy, you were like, "Oh, okay, we're good. And as soon as she wasn't happy, no, now we're not good.
1: Right. So I think one thing you said, the couple things you said there, but the the first one of, you know, getting that communication and wishing you had known that, right? How many times have we heard that? I mean, at this point, I've been coaching for six months. You know, I, I've heard this day in, day out. I wish I knew that, but we also have to give ourselves some grace there too. Yeah. Yes, we are at the for some of the forefront of this movement of getting this out to gentlemen and men, but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. What's being put in front of you now? Is something that needs to be known and there's enough out there to now know so it's time to do something so what type of action you're gonna take and that's something that we got to get out of this these podcasts and everything is hey what action are you gonna take let's go yeah right so the other thing you said obviously and we've grown extent like huge right we, we keep wanting to grow bigger and we're creating infrastructure and stuff like that so what is success to Mark Santiago. What is success?
0: I mean, to be honest, we've already found success, right? Like with what I do with empowered man, um, we built a company, we built a team, we built a, a way to reach men where they're at and, and find them where they're at, you know, using social advertising, things of that nature. And we created a structure that works. We created a system that works, a, a, a system that helps men, when they do the work, get the results they need. And so to me, that success, um, greater success comes from multiplying that and seeing more men come to a place of, I need to work on me, regardless of what's happening in life. And then also the men that come in our program, stay with us long term and and really go through all the phases and, and develop all five dimensions of them as a lover, them as a father or, or a mentor, them as a leader, them as a producer, and them, um, I can't remember the fifth one, uh, uh, you know, the, the five dimensions essentially where, where they're doing all of those things. Um, uh, you know, you as a man, your internal, external world is huge. And if you don't have the things that we teach you in there, you are just surviving. You're not thriving. And that's, right. the, that's the reason we created the, the, the next challenge after our Thrive program called Momentum with the purpose of helping guys with their internal and external world. And then after that, we talk about authority and their leadership and how they get better at leaders. Because you're a leader no matter where you go. You're a leader at home. You're a leader at your work. Even if you don't actually make the decisions, you can still be a leader. Uh, John Maxwell's great book called the 360 degree leader is a perfect example of that you can lead up you can influence your organization you can make change without being the actual guy
1: yeah 100% so what I hear in there is success isn't a dollar amount to you either
0: no heck no right Um, success to me is men's lives being transformed
1: right and I, I mean, I hear you hundred percent. That's why I'm in this long term as well. Right. And it's uh, the more we give to others, the more we see other people. And that's why we want to show them that leadership, the producer, you know, if we can get other men to make more money, that's more important to us than, you know, this company being that, you know, whatever company. And I think that's a, a hard connotation because there are a lot of people out there that their only goal in doing this is to make themselves money. Yeah. And it's it hurts for me internally to see that because right I truly feel we're here for the right reason. We have yeah. three guys that are actively coaching in the program. We got a couple of volunteers, but the three guys that are the main team right now, we're here not because of the dollar amount. We're here for the mission. We're here for yeah. the success, the true success, of what it is. Yeah. So we just talked about kind of the five dimensions, right? The leader at home, the leader, you know, with your kids and those type of things. Where? Have you seen our clients fail after their first 90 days or 60 days before?
0: Yeah, I would say they often fail by not continuing to do the work. It's, it's almost like it's easy to come in and invest in yourself and show the world you've invested in yourself and scratch the itch. And that looks like varying degrees because we have some guys that literally get really changed while they're in the program, but that doesn't mean it's a long-term transformation. It's just like going to the gym for 90 days. If You go to the gym for 90 days, you are going to get transformation. Even if your diet isn't the best, you will feel stronger. You'll have more energy, whatever, because you're working your muscles out. But what happens is there's varying levels of success with that. Right, because the more your diet is on point, and the more you're working out, and the other activities you're doing outside of that, the more fit, the more lean you're going to be, getting you closer to whatever it is your goal in terms of body transformation. So what'll happen is a guy will come in here, and you'll have varying levels of that. You'll have guys that'll basically be like, "Hey, I'm only going to show up to the gym once a week. I may check in, I may not check out, and um, I'll do some of the assignments, but I'm not going to do all the assignments." And so they get to the end, and they're like, "Man, it was it was good, but you know." I, I don't know what to do now. And they're like, Hey, well, we've got other things, but we might need to like get you back on track on some of this. And they're like, no, I'm good. You know, I'm just going to go and I I got this now and, and whatever. And they just, their pride comes before the fall. And so then six months later, we'll hear back from the like, Oh my God, my world is falling apart and all this shit is happening and I don't know what to do. And it's like, bro, you didn't actually get totally transformed because you didn't allow the process to do its thing. And so that I think is the saddest thing to me is to see a guy come in, invest himself and not fully give in because he doesn't trust the process. We as a society don't trust process. Like we just don't believe it. And, and, and we, especially if you come in thinking that, oh, they're just after money or, oh, they're just trying to screw me or oh they're just a scam, whatever the fuck you think about me and you don't even know me, you've never sat down and had a cup of coffee with me. You can go fuck yourself is what I think. <laughs> okay. So until you actually know me, don't fucking judge me, but if you're going to judge me, whatever, that's that's, that says more about you than it says about us. The fact of the matter is, is when you come in to our program, what we're expecting is you're going to fucking show up and do the work. We have five group calls a week. There is no reason you can't make one or two of those calls. We have multiple things happening. We have assignments. We have a structured system that works and it has been working and it has gotten hundreds of guys results. It's up to you to actually do it. And then where you don't let the pride become the issue and you continue the journey because this isn't just a one dimensional thing. You might've come in thinking, I've got a problem with my marriage, but that is just not the root of the issue. The root of the issue is always beyond that. There's something else inside of you that's causing those things. And it's causing you to show up the way you're showing up. For example, guys who ghost on us, they'll come in the program, work two weeks, and then they're gone. You're like, what happened? The guy already paid his money. Why is he doing that? He invested in his marriage. Even, you know, he'll he'll marry his wife, but then six months later, a year later, he's not showing up at home anymore. He's, he's in La La Land, he's somewhere else. Because he can't commit because he doesn't want to trust it. He doesn't want to be vulnerable. He's afraid, whatever, that's that's taught him those things. And and that's, that's sad. It's honestly yeah. sad.
1: You know, it, it's funny because we do the next step calls now and almost on all of them that the guys haven't fully bought in, they're always like, oh, man, I wish I did it. I'm seeing the value now. I, I wish that this was me at week one, rather than week six, seven, or eight. And I really got to it. Last night, we got a boxer from one of our clients that says, man, thank you so much just for being there for me. I wish I leaned on you six weeks ago. I wouldn't have gotten arrested yeah. this week. Like that's the type of stuff that we hear all the time from these guys that don't fully invest is I wish I had. Yeah. And that means men, a lot.
0: Men don't, they don't want to trust other men, especially. They're so afraid of being judged. They're so free to being called out. And, and like we say all the time, hey, we're going to call you out on your bullshit, but we're not going to shame you. We're not going to parade you around and be like, oh, look at that pussy, blah, blah, blah. You know how many, I mean, dude, you know, we, you know the inner workings. There are so many men that we could easily put on blast in social media easily i'm blessed because of the shit they've told us or or how they fucked up or whatever and 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 shame them for what they do and that is not what we are here to do we are not here to call you a pussy we're not here to make fun of you or any of those things we're here to call you up and out because my vision is to see the gold in every man and pull that gold out from him and show him he has got value and he has worth but you still have to fucking trust the process. Trust that there are men who've been where you are and can help you get to the next place and go, why me, fuck, who cares, why you? This is your opportunity. And every minute you let go is you procrastinating, you waiting, you not coming to the forefront is you waiting on what you could have in life. And I'm not saying our our program is the be all end all for everything in a man's life, but it's definitely the thing if you want healthy life, healthy marriage, healthy communication, if you want to be in a place where you're strong, where even if your marriage is over and you eventually want to remarry, you're, we're going to teach you fundamentals in here that you're going to be able to take forever. And, and you know, I'm, work, I'm about to get married for my second marriage. And I, these fundamentals, I have to live. And I hold myself accountable to them. And, and if I don't hold myself accountable to them, then we don't have a successful program. So that's right. the thing is that I don't teach anything that I'm not already living.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, some of the funny stuff is, right, we'll get them to open up, to open up, but to open up, and we'll pick stuff out from them and try to call them forward, and then that's when they shut down because they don't want to own it to themselves. They're not willing to go deep enough for themselves, which is a mirror to where their marriage is, too, because they, if they can't get deep with themselves, they're not going to get deep with their wives. Yeah. So we're nearing the end here, brother, and what is one thing you wish everybody knew about Mark Santiago at this point in your life? So what is the, like, main thing that you want people to know about you?
0: It's hard to say, because I think I would say I think a lot of people that get in our circle, they know I care. But I but what I want them to know is not that I just care, but that I can get you the fucking results you're looking for. And that our team can get you to where you want to go if you choose to trust us.
1: It's awesome, man. I'm living proof, to be honest. And we got many other guys in this You know, it's been a pleasure to work with you for a year and now working to bring other guys up has been one of the most fulfilling things. And you notice that almost right away. You called me out when we were in Georgia and you're like, Ah, you're taking that group. And I was like, damn right. Let's go. Um, So, you notice it without even saying it. And that's what's amazing about you. You know what you're looking at. And that is one thing that I absolutely love about you, Mark, and about this program is it's not just the words we're saying. It's the feelings we get, the notices we make to call the people forward and wake them up. I think that's the biggest thing. We I, I we said it yesterday with Misty on the call is we're not here to show you a new Andrew and Mark. We're here to wake that Andrew and Mark up that was here at one point and lost yourself.
0: Yeah. So, or you never knew it was there. That too. I, I, I never shadows. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's totally. Awesome, man. So thank you so much for today, brother. I can't wait to hear this on podcast, obviously, but take it away for the closing.
0: Yeah, guys, you heard it. Andrew's our lead VIP coach. If you're interested in our VIP or Thrive program, you can go to empoweredman.co slash book, empoweredman.co slash book. If you're not ready for our Thrive program, because it is a hefty investment, we don't accept everyone that comes in. Uh, I want to challenge you to join our Empowered Man 30 day challenge. You can go to emchallenge.com, emchallenge.com, and you can join our 30 day podcast. We have a new class starting at least twice a month. So you're willing, you would be uh, able to join us here every couple of weeks at least. Get in on that 30-day challenge. It will change your perspective. doesn't matter what you're going through in your marriage right now. We're going to help you understand communication, understand the pain that you're in, give you some tools around that. Uh, We do weekly trainings. I'm on those trainings with Joey, my other lead coach, um, as well as some of the other team as they show up too. So definitely want to get you into either the emchallenge.com or our Thrive program, which would be empoweredman.co slash book, B-O-O-K. All right, guys, that's it for us this week. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, this is Mark Santiago, CEO and founder of Empowered Man. I wanna thank you for listening to today's podcast. However, before you go, I want to give you a special invitation. Now listen, we've got a program that is designed specifically for men who are hurting right now, who are on the verge potentially of divorce, who are facing potential separation or already separated, and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with cheating. They're dealing with all kinds of shit. If that's you, I want to challenge you to take the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. That's right, the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. You can go to emchallenge.com right now and sign up for the 30-Day Challenge. Here's why I think you should do that. If you're hurting, you need to understand why you're hurting. You need to understand what is actually going on. In week one of the challenge, we are gonna actually rip off that band-aid a little bit and coach you through that process. And then we continue to do that process all the way to the point where you start to make decisions that are empowered instead of disempowered. I don't know about you, but I would much, much, much rather make decisions from a place of strength than a place of weakness. So if you're facing decisions, if you're facing this anxiety, what do I do? How do I respond? When my wife is being toxic, I don't know what to do. My wife is cheating me on me, I don't know what to do. My wife doesn't love me, I don't know what to do. We are going to help you find those answers within. Now look, this 30 day challenge is probably unlike any other you've been a part of. Why? Because not only do we have daily assignments happening in the program every single day, but you also get live group coaching calls. I said live group coaching calls with myself and my lead coach. That's right, I am a part of this. It's not just some other people doing it. I am there live with you every single week call that we are on. Third part of that is you're gonna have a community of other guys that are going through exactly what you are going through. And the best part of this, This isn't even a fraction of the price we could charge for it. In fact, at some point we may raise the price, but right now it is at a bargain. So go to emchallenge.com, emchallenge.com to take the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. And I will see you on the inside.